Welcome to Birding by Ear. I'm Beth, and I'm not an expert birder. I started this podcast to help me learn to identify birds by the sounds they make. If you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. Welcome to Woodpecker versus Woodpecker. I've got five woodpeckers for you. Downy, Hairy, American Three-Toed, Northern Flicker, and Pileated Woodpecker. Which is a lot of species for one episode. I try to keep it to less than that as I think it's harder to remember the more species you cover. So I'll do my best to keep it simple and easy. On the next episode, I'm going to talk about birds that have rattling calls that aren't woodpeckers. Our first woodpecker today is the downy woodpecker. Downy woodpeckers have a whinny call that is made by both sexes, and it sounds like this. It is somewhat excited string of hoarse, high-pitched notes that descend in pitch toward the end. Remember, a downy goes down. Downy is clearer than hairy woodpecker and is usually downslurred and accelerating. Downy woodpecker's other call is a sharp pink. Woodpeckers also use drumming sounds to communicate, but I'll discuss drumming sounds later on. Hairy woodpeckers not only look similar to downy woodpeckers, but they can sound similar too. Now that we've listened to downy woodpeckers, let's play both woodpeckers and see if you can hear the differences. First is downy. Then hairy. This is downy woodpecker. And hairy woodpecker. What did you hear that was different? Take a minute to describe it to yourself or to try and imitate it. This can really help us remember the differences. Hairy rattle or whinny call does not descend in pitch at the end. Hairy woodpecker rattle is noisier, more monotone, and often longer than downy. So let's listen to the comparison one more time. First is the downy. And then the hairy. 
Hairy woodpeckers also have a sharp peak that is similar to downy woodpecker. Here's the downy. And the hairy. One more time, here is the downy woodpecker peck. And the hairy. One way to remember these two woodpeckers is downy is soft like a duvet and hairy is loud like a metal band. First is downy. And hairy woodpecker. Another woodpecker that I wanted to mention briefly is the American three-toed woodpecker. This mountain specialty is a little harder to find than downy and hairy woodpeckers, but can sometimes look similar. Here is the rattle call of the American three-toed woodpecker. Often, but not always, the American three-toed woodpecker rattle call contain individual notes that are doubled. This creates a stuttering rhythm. This stuttering rhythm is distinctive when present. Here is the pink call of the American three-toed woodpecker. Now, Let's play all three woodpeckers rattling calls back to back. First, downy. Then, hairy. Then, American three toed woodpecker. Let's do the same thing for the pink calls. First downy woodpecker, hairy woodpecker, American three-toed woodpecker.
I just saw a performance called The Woodpecker and Pooh, and it was impeccable. Why did the crows cross the road? I don't know. It's a murder mystery. Next up is the northern flicker. The northern flicker is one of America's most widespread woodpeckers. Before we get into the rattling call, let's take a few minutes to talk about a few of the other calls that the northern flicker has. Northern flickers have a sharp, loud, clear call. This call is really loud and is very distinctive. Here is another example. When birds are close together or near a nest, they also give a softer wicka wicka wick call. Now let's talk about their rolling rattle. Northern flickers make a loud rolling rattle with a piercing tone that rises and falls in volume several times. One more time, here is the rattling call of the northern flicker. There are a few birds that can sound similar to the northern flicker rolling rattle. One of those birds is the pileated woodpecker. I wasn't going to talk about the pileated woodpecker because as I say in every episode, I make these podcasts for me as much as I do for you. And the pileated woodpecker does not commonly live in my local area. However, I sometimes travel and what the heck, here we are, so let's do this. The first time I saw a pileated woodpecker, we accidentally called it in. We could hear it calling a ways off, and we were debating if it was a northern flicker or a pileated woodpecker. We pulled out our apps on our phones and were playing the sounds back and forth, trying to hear the differences. I even remember saying, I just don't know if I can tell them apart, when the pileated woodpecker came out of nowhere and dive-bombed over our heads. And in a flash, it was gone again. So here are the pileated woodpecker calls. And here is the northern flicker calls. All About Birds says the sound is quite similar to northern flicker, although it tends to be more resonant and less even in tone, with changing emphasis or rhythm during the call. So one more time, here is the pileated woodpecker. (laughs) 
and the northern flicker. Do you think you could tell them apart in the field? I'm still not sure I could, so other call notes will be very helpful. Here are some other call notes of the pileated woodpecker. Okay, we are going to end by talking about drumming. All woodpeckers, both male and female, will drum on trees, but also buildings, poles, and other human-made objects. They use drumming as a form of communication, often for territorial advertisement. Woodpecker drumming is a good example of bird sounds that are not songs or calls, but can be used for identification. Sapsuckers can be instantly recognized by their distinct rhythm. Other woodpeckers are a little more difficult because their typical drums are constant and without rhythmic patterns. The quality of the sound will vary depending on what the bird is drumming on, rather than who is making the drumming. The most important feature to listen to is the speed of the drum. So, picture a vertical scale of beats per second. The bottom, or lowest beats per second, is around 10 beats per second. The top, or fastest, is around 30 beats per second. On one side of this scale are steady beats, and on the other side is accelerating. We can place each woodpecker species on this scale, depending on beats per second and steady versus accelerating beats. Speed can vary, and there is much overlap between species that are close together on the table. However, it is often possible to separate the drums of species that are far apart on the table. This is the case with hairy and downy woodpeckers. So let's first talk about downy woodpecker. The downy woodpecker has a steady beat and is relatively slow, averaging about 16 notes per second. Although I don't know that you could count them, but it's more to give you a sense of scale. Let's listen to the downy woodpecker drum. Hairy woodpecker, on the other hand, is one of the faster woodpeckers, averaging 25 beats per second. Let's listen to the hairy woodpecker drumming. Now let's compare those really quick. First the downy, and then the hairy. Can you hear how it's faster? American three-toed woodpecker is one of our most noticeably accelerating woodpecker drum. Birds give both fast and slow versions. Slum's slow versions do not speed up. 
The American three-toed woodpecker drum also fades toward the end, giving the overall impression of a ball dropping. This might be the most distinctive woodpecker drumming. Northern flicker is evenly spaced drumming. It will be difficult to distinguish between other fast drumming woodpeckers, such as Harry. Here is the northern flicker drumming. Other sound identification will probably be needed for the northern flicker. Pileated woodpeckers' drums are fairly slow, and very slightly accelerating. It also typically lasts a little longer than northern flicker. The accelerating can be subtle and hard to hear, but here is the drumming of the pileated woodpecker. So let's do a quick comparison between northern flicker and pileated woodpecker. The drumming patterns I think are going to be hard to remember and hard to learn. Let me know what tips and tricks you have for remember drumming patterns of woodpeckers. So let's do one quick review of all five woodpeckers' drumming pattern played back to back. First is Downy, Harry, American Three-toed, Northern Flicker, and finally Pileated. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found it helpful. Hey, everyone! Before the end of the show, I just wanted to pop in very briefly and talk about the ethics of using bird recordings to call in birds, sometimes called playback. I mentioned the story of accidentally calling in a pileated woodpecker, so I wanted to talk about it. There's some debate in the birding community about how bad playback really is, but in my opinion, I think we have to be very careful. Cautious and conscientious about when to use playback. When a bird responds to a recording, they stop doing whatever it was that they were doing: eating, hunting, building a nest, feeding young, defending their territory, whatever it is, to investigate that recording. And birds already have enough human-caused stresses in their lives, from habitat loss to stray cats, building lights, global warming. I just hesitate to add one more thing if it's not absolutely necessary. Most of the time, I'm not so concerned about physically seeing a bird that I can't let it go, knowing I heard it but didn't see it. Since my story with the woodpecker, my friends and I are much more cautious and conscientious of the impact of playback, and we try and avoid it whenever possible. We mostly used playback to help ID a sound that we are hearing. In this case, there are a lot of other things we can do. 
My friends and I try and use headphones, keep the volume on the lowest possible setting, or simply wait until we're away from the bird. There's also several apps that will help ID a bird sound for you. One of the best, I think, is Merlin Bird ID. Another one from Cornell is called Bird BirdNet. Anyway, if you haven't tried these out, you should. They're pretty cool. Personally, my favorite way is to use the Voice Memo app on your phone to record it and try and ID it later yourself. I think this really helps solidify the memory for me for the next time that I hear it. Although I do use Merlin Bird ID sometimes as well. I will link the ABA's Code of Birding Ethics in the show description and a few other articles on the use of playback. Okay, that's all. That's just my two cents. Thanks for listening. And remember that cats should be kept inside. Tell your friends and family. Happy birding. Bird recordings in this episode are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the audio collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who share their audio recordings on xenocanto.org. That's X-E-N-O-C-A-N-T-O dot org. Paul Marvin, Ted Floyd, and Matt Wistrand. More examples of bird sounds and tracks can be found at allaboutbirds.org, ebird.org, and petersonbirdsounds.com. As always, special thanks to my bush tit besties, Angie and Erin, to my family for their love and support, and now go and get your ears on birding.